This is another episode of On the Grid by Z Prime. Love your energy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Z Prime On the Grid. I am Dylan Lockwood. Joyce Dooley is unfortunately out today, um, but she'll be back with us next week. But uh, I have here with me today Lonnie Ludwig, uh, Vice President of Solution Development at CB Technologies. Lonnie, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Dylan. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, so let, let, let's let's start at the baseline. Tell us a little bit about CB Technologies as well as what your role is there. Sure. So CBT has been around for 20 years. We're actually celebrating our 20th anniversary this year. We uh, Congratulations. Got, well, thank you. It's uh, uh, quite a milestone uh, to uh, be around that long. And uh, you know, it really speaks to the agility of the company. So uh, uh, our founder, owner, and CEO, Kelly Ireland, uh, started the company 20 years ago. And, and I'd say we really established our roots in the traditional VAR world, uh, high-performance computing, traditional IT solutions, hybrid IT solutions. And then about five years or so ago, we started investing heavily in uh, industrial IoT type of solutions, ITOT transformation solutions, and, and uh, uh, hired folks that are well-established and have expertise in the OT world. So um, that's kind of the, the path we've been on, and, and we kind of hold that uh, a unique space in the fact that we came into that uh, industrial IoT world from the IT side of the of the business. We didn't approach it from the the OT side, uh, and uh, so it makes us somewhat unique in in dealing with uh, uh, industrial companies like oil and gas. Uh, the oil and gas vertical is a big one for us. Utilities is a big vertical for us. So um, that's uh, a little bit about CBT. Uh, we're known as a domain expert integrator. Uh, many folks are uh, familiar with system integrator, uh, but as a domain expert integrator, we we bring domain expertise to the table. So we have people that have OT experience. We have a mechanical engineer on staff. We have a digital control system engineer on staff. We have someone that worked for national instruments for over 20 years on our staff. So uh, we really bring that OT expertise and that domain expertise. Uh, as for my role, uh, my team's really responsible for uh, the pre-sales technical effort at CBT. So we support our field sales team in working with prospects and customers to uh, develop and, and create solutions. And then I'm also responsible for partnerships and alliances, bit of a, a Swiss utility knife uh, uh, type of approach. We do a little bit of everything and uh, uh, really have a talented uh, team of folks that uh, I work with. So, Well, that's awesome to hear. Um, so one thing that we talked about in uh, preparation for this call was something we've talked about a bit before, which is optimizing the workforce, um, the utility workforce for uh, for safety and for operations and just a better, sure. a better bottom line for the utility. Uh, you, you, you used a phrase that I, that I, that I found interesting, which was connected worker, uh, a phrase I actually hadn't heard before. So uh, in your mind, what is the connected worker connected to? How are the connections facilitated? What are the benefits for the workers? Sure. Uh, connected workers, 
been a, a, a big area for us. Uh, connected Worker has, um, <laughs> uh, I, I go back to my uh, IT days and, and depending on who you're talking to, cloud has a, a variety of definitions. Uh, cloud means something a little bit different to everyone. Uh, so if you look at Connected Worker uh, and that phrase, it can mean different things to different people, but uh, essentially it's connecting that end user, that field worker uh, to technology uh, to make them more efficient, uh, safer, uh, just essentially help them do their job uh, better. Uh, so, you know, connected worker in an IT world can be something like uh, virtual desktop infrastructure, so VDI. Uh, in the utilities world, a connected worker really is that field worker uh, that's out in the field. So, uh, if a truck is rolled to uh, work on a transformer that's blown as an example, uh, that worker by connecting that field service technician, that field worker to additional data, uh, additional resources, it can make them safer, more efficient, and better able to do their job. Uh, so that's really what uh, connected worker is. Um, and, and it's facilitated in a, a variety of different ways. It can be, uh, if it's in a discrete identified environment, it can be Wi-Fi. Uh, so the connected worker can be connected via a, a Wi-Fi environment, a network environment, uh, let's say in a warehouse or a, a maintenance yard. Um, or they can be connected via cellular. Uh, to uh, say out in the field and and that worker can be connected via uh, cellular uh, can also be a, a private 5g environment so think something like uh, CBRS so uh, many uh, companies are going down the path of creating a, a private 5g environment to establish connectivity for their workers um, and from a device perspective it can be uh, many different things also. It can be a laptop, it can be a tablet, it can be a head-mounted device, and that's where we're seeing a lot of successes with head-mounted compute. Uh, so what head-mounted compute enables is uh, the ability to do your job hands-free, uh, voice-activated, voice-navigated, uh, camera, um, variety of capabilities and uh, enables that field worker to do their job more efficiently because and more safely because they're doing it hands-free. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So this is the next step. How are those connections um, improving operational efficiencies for utilities? So, uh, as I had mentioned earlier, it makes them more efficient. So what are those efficiencies? Um, let's take an example of uh, 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 some sort of issue out in the field and utilities in the past. Let's say there's three or four different skill sets required to address that, that issue. There may be a, a line down, a transformer blown, some other issue out in the field, and there's three or four levels of expertise or, or types of expertise needed to conduct the repair. So uh, utilities will have to roll two, three trucks uh, with individuals on those trucks, obviously, to facilitate the repair. If you enable a single worker with the capability to have access to data, to 
uh, expertise via a remote mentor, uh, then a utility might be able to uh, get the same job done by rolling one truck or two trucks. Uh, just by not having to roll multiple trucks, that saves money uh, right off the top. Uh, one of my customers uh, one time stated to me that uh, each time they do a truck roll, uh, that can be upwards of $15,000 in expense. And so by eliminating or reducing the number of truck rolls, they're, they're immediately seeing a, a return on that uh, investment of a, a connected worker uh, type of solution. So that one worker or two workers that now are on site versus the, the four or five, uh, they have access to data real time. They have access to someone who has expertise maybe sitting at their desk and didn't have to go out on site because they are connected to them via the, the head-mounted uh, uh, device. Um, that person sitting at their desk can see what the person on site can see, can talk to them, can push information to them, whether it's a PDF on how to conduct a repair or walk them through a repair, can annotate on what is required to uh, uh, conduct the repair and show them what needs to be repaired. So uh, there's a lot of capabilities that are enabled by uh, connecting that field worker via uh, some device to uh, remote mentors or, or uh, data um, that can help them facilitate a repair. Another example that uh, I've seen is uh, uh, vegetation management. Uh, there's one company we're working with where they still send a person out to walk the lines, take notes on a, a piece of paper that's on a clipboard. And then when they're done uh, inspecting the lines for veg vegetation issues, they get back to the truck, they take that data, enter it into a laptop, uh, and then when they get back to the office, they connect and then they download that data into their SAP system. Uh, if you can do that real time, uh, as they're walking the line, they're actually entering the data uh, immediately and it's downloading into the SAP system. It makes them tremendously uh, more efficient and, uh, and safer. So a uh, lot of uh, increase in efficiencies with connected worker solutions. With these connections, are there security issues or other challenges you've encountered in either creating or deploying these services? Oh, security is first and foremost uh, one of the concerns when it comes to edge devices. Uh, we've seen uh, far too many stories in the news about uh, uh, security intrusions, hacks into environments, uh, uh, and a lot of times it's coming from the edge. Oh, gosh, it's been several years ago now, but uh, I believe a casino, there was a story about a casino getting hacked uh, via a connected fish tank. So the, the, the fish tank was uh, remotely run. It was connected to the Wi-Fi and they were able, the hackers were able to access internal IT systems via the fish tank. So uh, kind of a uh, interesting story, but uh, security is absolutely a, a concern for for any edge-enabled device. So uh, if you're connecting via Wi-Fi, connecting via cellular, whatever the connection into the environment is, there has to be 
consideration taken about the the security profile and the security posture uh, of that device and and what type of uh, um, mobile device management solutions being used what type of firewalls are in place what type of precautions uh, are being taken uh, when logging that device into into the network so there's a ton of, of secu security considerations to be be considered for that uh, that edge connectivity so yeah it's uh, it's definitely first and foremost in in our minds and and it should be first and foremost in our customers minds uh, and and we help them uh, <laughs> to realize that um, we actually uh, go through a, a process, a design thinking process with our uh, our customers and prospects, and and one of the the attributes to uh, our results of that process is not only determining and and proposing what use cases or solutions will benefit uh, uh, that customer, that prospect, but also what security considerations they have to. Uh, have in mind, and we can help them with them. We can. Uh, uh, we have uh, uh, a team of people that uh, uh, are expert in in security type solutions, and and then we have partners in that space also. So uh, we definitely bring a, a lot to bear in the area of security. But uh, yeah, security is is top of mind for for everybody involved. So uh, what you just said there is. Um... Is very important, but I did get a little hung up when you said a connected fish tank because I'm not. <laughs> what what features? Why would you need to connect a fish tank to the Wi-Fi? <laughs> you know, it was funny. It was a story I heard about, and uh, so think about things like uh, um, the filter. Uh, yeah. no longer being as efficient. And so there's a notification that goes out because it's connected via Wi-Fi to, to someone saying, hey, you know, this needs to be, uh, uh, the filter needs to be changed or the water has gotten too warm or too cold. Uh, you know, it's a, essentially collecting data about that fish tank and letting someone know, which quite honestly is, uh, is the same thing that happens uh, uh, in a field service environment you have assets that are out in the field those assets are generating data uh, whether it's let's say a pump uh, that's out in the field that pump is uh, got temperature readings that are being produced it's got flow readings that are being produced there's a variety uh, or a range of, of uh, a variety of data and, and a range of data being generated about that that asset and that's being pushed somewhere and someone's looking at that data to make decisions about uh, when does this pump need to be serviced uh, what is the potential lifespan of the pump lots of different things can be uh, decided about uh, uh, how you maintain and how you work with that that asset in the field uh, and that's another area that's enabled by connected worker so think about uh, that that same asset well in the past you need to know something about that asset before you even go out and look at it and let's say you need to pull the old maintenance log so you go in and you print up old maintenance logs or you look at the maintenance logs and and you get all this information together and then you go out and look at the the pump and and try to make determination around the condition the, the the viability of of that pump and how well it's doing its job with a connected worker solution the and you're connected via wi-fi or cellular whatever it is and you're looking at that pump uh you can actually have a qr code attached to that pump and instantly data is not 
only uh, available about that pump, it's pushed into uh, whatever the connected device is. So, so let's say a head mounted connected device. And now you can see real time readings of what the pressure is in that pump. What's the temperature of that pump? When was the last time it was serviced? Uh, I have a question about how this pump is sounds. Maybe I should connect to Ted who's sitting at home who's an expert in this pump and I can have him listen to that pump and tell me if he thinks there's something going on just by the sound. So, uh, it's really about an edge asset, whatever that asset may be, and getting more data about it, making it available to whoever is out there with that asset, and making that asset uh, more efficient, uh, making sure it doesn't fail if it's a critical asset, and making sure everyone in the environment is safe, because ultimately it enhances safety. If that pump were to uh, suddenly have something go wrong, a catastrophic failure, and it blows up, it could hurt somebody. Uh, but if you have a uh, connected solution where you have a worker that uh, uh, knows everything about that pump and they can take care of any issues that may be happening uh, proactively, it makes uh, for a safer environment and safety is top of mind along with security. Yeah, I, I, I guess it just it seems to me that that makes more sense when you're dealing with something like um, utility assets and you know, <laughs> substations more than, a yellow, <laughs> than, a yellow, than taking care of a yellow tank. I don't know if that's oh, a critical no. asset. But, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> uh, just thinking, thinking still on um, on how you overcome certain obstacles uh, when it comes to onboarding the technology with the workforce. Uh, sure. Do you offer any kind of um, specialized training for that, or do you help the help your clients set up a system that they can do do that themselves? I, what do you do in terms of getting the workforce uh, accustomed to the technology? Uh, absolutely, we offer training uh, and uh, uh, a full suite of services. In fact, uh, we have a, a customer working with right now that already had a connected worker solution in place, and they just weren't utilizing it. Uh, for a variety of reasons, and, and those reasons I'll get into because it really speaks to why these solutions are either adopted or they're not. Uh, but uh, they have engaged with us to uh, just help them uh, deliver services and help adoption within their company of that solution. So we're not actually delivering the solution. It's already been delivered. It's already in place, but we're going to help them uh, make it uh, how's an easy way to make it work better for them and make it more accepted within their, their environment. But uh, there's a lot of challenges whenever new technology is introduced into an environment uh, and especially something as disruptive as a, uh, a head-mounted compute solution, for example. Uh, ultimately, uh, I talked about this earlier, uh, what we call a quick start. So it's a pre-sales engagement where we go through a design thinking process and help our customers identify what use cases are going to deliver uh, the most immediate benefit, the quickest ROI, uh, deliver the most value back to the business. Um, once those are identified, uh, and that helps in adoption. So when you identify those things and call those out and and have that as part of your solution, then it helps with adoption because they can see the benefits. Benefits are spelled out. Uh, but also you need to have a champion internally. If you don't have someone who uh, sees the value, uh, so a, a field service 
person, as an example, doesn't see the value in the solution, uh, you give them the tools, but they'll leave the, the head-mounted compute sitting on the, the seat of their truck, and they'll go out and do things the way they've always done them in the past. So you need to have those champions. And, and the way we help with establishing those champions is by having them involved in that quick start process. Uh, a lot of times customers um, will only approach or, or develop a, a solution to a problem, uh, say within the innovation department or uh, a manager who has an initiative uh, or an executive that has some sort of KPI. Uh, but by involving a wide spectrum of individuals in our quick start process, so a, an executive, management, the actual end user uh, involving them in that process, we get buy-in across the, the organization. So once the solution is being deployed, we already have that champion uh, that's going to take that solution, run with it, and, uh, and when others see uh, the success of that solution, uh, because many times uh, we suggest customers start small. So start with a smaller group, show that that ROI, show that success, and then scale it out from there. And we build it to scale. Um, once others see the success, once they see that individual uh, being much more efficient with their job, being able to do the same work they're doing in one third, or one quarter of the time uh, and being able to do it in a much safer manner uh, and, and deliver those efficiencies back to the business. Um, others want that, that technology. They want to uh, be part of that solution. So uh, there's a lot of aspects to it, uh, but uh, finding that champion is, is one of the, the, the key attributes. We had a, a customer one time, and, and it was interesting, we had the use case fairly well defined and we went through the the quick start process and it was around seeing data uh, around an asset and the uh, uh, remote mentor for working uh, on assets out in the field that was the main use case in this situation it was a explosive environment so it's an environment where petrochem uh, petrochemicals are, are being manufactured and so it required a C1D1 device that would you know, go boom if there was a spark type of thing. And a part of that process was loading those chemicals onto a train car. And they had a C1D1 camera. So it was a, a special camera enclosed in an intrinsically safe uh, enclosure to take pictures uh, for compliance purposes of when that train car was loaded, everything sealed, locked out, tagged out, and that train car could go. Uh, and then they'd have to go back to their desktop, their laptop, had to connect the camera, download those pictures. Well, they dropped the camera and it broke. And so one of the, the guy that uh, was responsible for that went to the vice president of operations and basically said, uh, I apologize dropped the camera, it broke, but I saw some other folks using this headset that's C1D1, and I know it has a camera on it. Could I borrow that and use that for the, the uh, procedure of, of making sure that the train car is ready to roll out of the yard? She said, sure. So he borrowed it and was able to complete uh, the task of taking all the photographs in one quarter of the time. 
And so he had a, you know, a 400% increase in the, the efficiency of, of doing that process. And those images were automatically downloaded to his laptop. And so suddenly something that would take, you know, an hour to do uh, from end to end took maybe 15 minutes. So it was really a, a use case or a champion that was born out of a use case that we didn't originally identify. Uh, and now that's the only way they do uh, compliance for loading of, of the chemicals into the train cars is, is by utilizing the head-mounted devices. So. So we we've talked about we talked about the worker safety aspect. We've talked about um, the efficiency aspect. Um, but I guess the the final piece of the final piece of the puzzle is what utilities are talking a lot about these days um, as they move towards more like customer centric models. They're viewing everything through the lens of okay, so what is the end result for our customers? How are we offering them a better product? So in in, in through that lens, what is the end result for the utility customer? Uh, when a utility invests in its workforce like this? Yeah, ultimately it drives down their costs. Uh, I had mentioned the the use case of, uh, uh, say, remote mentor or or being able to facilitate a repair in a truck role. Um, I know I, I live in Colorado and sometimes we'll get fairly severe storms and uh, many times it will knock out power. And now... Uh, with these type of uh, uh, solutions, uh, you can get the power back onto an area maybe in half the time that it would have taken in the past because you uh, are able to uh, facilitate a repair more quickly and more uh, uh, more efficiently. And so, you know, the power comes on uh, more quickly. Also, as you're driving down costs by saving on the number of of trucks that are rolled into an environment, for example, then uh, um, the, the utility saves money, then, then those savings ultimately are either passed on or they uh, uh, result in, in more enhanced services for the customers because they're able to invest in other areas that uh, make the uh, delivery of, of whatever the utility is, the delivery of, of natural gas, the delivery of electricity uh, uh, to the end user uh, better and, and less expensive. And so, you know, ultimately the, the end user, the customer uh, benefits from these type of solutions uh, because the utility is benefiting. They're driving better business value, making themselves a, uh, a better partner uh, with their customers. So, you know, ultimately, when you're making uh, a utility uh, more efficient, more economical, uh, able to uh, keep their workers safer, um, the end result is always going to be uh, helping to drive down costs. And, and um, you know, it helps with uh, uh, engagement with the customers. Uh, also, you see the latest and greatest technology uh, uh, being invested in by the uh, uh, utility, and and it goes a long way in that uh, uh, customer service relationship with, uh, with end users that, uh, uh, you know, making advancements in technology and, and trying to uh, enhance and, and deliver uh, 
uh, their service in, in a better way, a more efficient way, and a more cost-effective way. So, you know, ultimately it all ends up making the uh, the, the customer uh, happier. And uh, a satisfied customer is always what we're uh, uh, shooting for. So uh, utilities, uh, they're looking to make their, their customers happier and, and uh, uh, better customers. And, and we're looking to make utilities our customers and make them customers for life because of our service and, and the solutions we deploy. Uh, ultimately, uh, that's something about CBT that uh, I've always been very proud of. I'm proud of many things here at CBT, but uh, uh, really uh, our customers, when they become customers, they're customers for life. Uh, Boeing is, a, is a, an example of a customer of ours. and uh, We've been around for 20 years, and they've been a customer of ours for 20 years. So uh, we, uh, we really strive uh, through customer service uh, to, to uh, have our customers be customers for life. So, uh, the key is always driving better value to your end user. Uh, do you have any use cases that are specific to uh, customer service, customer interaction that deals? To, uh, do you do any services that deal directly with the customer? You know, there. So, as far as the connected worker, uh, and like I said, connected worker can take many different forms. So, uh, in the utility space, if there is, uh, say, a repair that has to happen uh, at a customer's house for instance a, a line was cut and so a line needs to be repaired or something happened to the uh, the uh, breaker panel uh, maybe ground shifted uh, here in Colorado we have something called betonite which is a a clay that's in the soil that can cause the soil to shift when there is moisture in the soil and so I've heard of situations where uh, lines uh, ended up getting uh, damaged because of shifting of the, of the of ground, the soil. So um, obviously makes an on-site repair uh, quicker uh, uh, when you have this type of technology. Uh, but we have other technologies that uh, fall on that connected worker spectrum, maybe utilizing a, a, a more 3D or virtual enabled uh, device like uh, uh, a VR enabled device like uh, a tablet or a, a headset that's more immersive and VR enabled. And you can actually, through uh, uh, access to GIS data and other data, um, can see utilities that are buried in the ground. So uh, for uh, when location services, when you locate, uh, obviously come out with a variety of tools to locate buried utilities. So if a customer's digging, they, they don't hit uh, buried utilities. Um, we have technology to help visualize that buried technology in a very accurate manner. Uh, so utilizing those technologies can help uh, make a locate at a customer site or um, help uh, in a repair process. There, there's a lot of benefits to that uh, that end user in that interaction that may happen at their home or at a business uh, where the uh, the utilities are being delivered uh, by a, a utility company. Well, uh, Lonnie, thank you for that, and thanks for uh, talking about the connected worker today. I think. Um, I think it's really interesting how these, um, you know, how this is sort of innovating from the ground up, as it were, mm -hmm. uh, 
going right for going right to the you know to the to the line workers and the people out in the field uh it, it, it it's it's a really interesting application of, of these technologies um you know more and more we're seeing directors of innovation uh within utilities and uh these are these are men and women that uh have uh, a keen sense for what i like to call the art of the possible uh, how can we make things better? What technology, how, what innovation can we bring to the company, the field, uh, to make things more efficient, more cost-effective, uh, safer? And uh, uh, so it, uh, it's an exciting time, and it's a lot of fun. I've been in the IT industry for almost 30 years, and quite honestly, this is the, this is the most fun I've had <laughs> In that whole time, uh, uh, you know, when you're talking about the art of the possible, possible, many times you're you're dealing with uh, solutions that you didn't even think were were possible. Uh, you know, enabling a worker, a utility worker that is doing maintenance within a nuclear facility to have a heads-up dosimeter readings while they're inside the uh, uh, the reactor working uh, uh, to repair something. Uh, instead of having a, a dosimeter maybe clipped to their belt that beeps or something like that, but actually real-time seeing those dosimeter readings on the headset, I mean, that's cool. And that's something that uh, that didn't even think about. So uh, it really yeah, is gotta, about the art of the possible. Yeah, and I got to imagine that uh, that development, the, the that utilities are now have just like innovation groups within, uh, within the organization, that that's uh, been helpful for you. Uh, maybe help to uh, ease some of the some of the skepticism or some of the onboarding and and also just oh. the getting foot feet in the door yeah without a doubt uh, you know it, it helps to have that that similar mindset of, of driving and delivering new technology and and that uh, that art of the possible approach um, uh, or art of the impossible things that we thought weren't possible uh, and that we can we can now deliver on and uh, help enable um, workers and, and the company to deliver things that they never thought could be delivered on. Uh, you know, essentially, like I mentioned, the buried utilities, the x-ray vision, seeing stuff in the ground. All right. That, that's pretty cool stuff. <laughs> and uh, and uh, drives uh, pretty immediate value. And that's one thing that's cool about these type of solutions. Is they really deliver immediate value. I mean, all it does is. Uh, you know, I mentioned the truck roll, one truck roll or, or one, uh, one repair that takes half the amount of time uh, and you start seeing a return on the ROI, uh, return on investment immediately. I'm glad, just glad to hear that everyone's getting on the same page here. Yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey. Many are on that uh, journey further down than others. Uh, and uh, the, the beauty of CBT is uh, uh, we can help uh, many companies, no matter how far down the path they are. Um, so, yeah, uh, to quote someone, I, it's uh, life's not about the destination; it's about journey. The band that did love it and touch and squeezing. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. And, and the uh, wheel in the sky keeps on turning for the utility industry. Yes, yes, it does. It never stops. <laughs> I tell you, that's uh, that's one thing about it. Uh, uh, you can't rest on your laurels. And uh, you know, we went, uh, we went uh, 
uh, 60 days without a an issue that's uh that's that's great and all but uh you know you got to stay on top of your your game and stay on your toes and uh, constantly deliver value and many times it's a thankless job you know they uh, uh utilities what they deliver is taken for granted uh because they've have done a pretty damn good job of it and so helping them to stay on top of their game and continue to do that and uh, with aging assets and and also new technologies coming online, uh, it uh, it helps to obviously enable that workforce to do that. Yeah, be good to yourself, <laughs> which is another journey. So <laughs> there you go. You keep you keep taking my jokes and making uh, reasoned points uh, off of them, which is uh, both uh, which is both frustrating and really inspiring <laughs> too. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, that, that, that was also a joke. All right. Well, uh, Lonnie, I've really appreciated having you here today. Uh, and we hope to, hope to talk to you again soon. Sounds good, Dylan. Appreciate the time. Take care. And don't forget, uh, cbtechinc.com. Yes. <laughs> That's our website. And, uh, for everyone else, you can find our research and media at zprime.com. You can find us on social media at DY Lockwood at zprime underscore research. Uh, make sure to follow or subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Apple podcasts, or wherever you found us. My name is Dylan and we'll see you all next time. <laughs>